In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. Fun, 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 fun. Light speed to the wondrous and wonderful. Cover is not the book, so open it up and take a look. Ah, if it isn't the only bookworm in town. What's that word again? Inspired. I have to sing. I have to play. The music, it's, it's not just in me. It is me. We're happier when you don't sing. Welcome to Notably Disney the ultimate podcast covering Disney music and books. I'm your host, Brett Knackman, and I will serve as your guide through the magical scores, songs, and written materials composed by and about the Walt Disney Company. In this brief intro episode, I'll share with you some information about me and my Disney background, the content on the origins of the podcast, and what you can expect from Notably Disney. Over the course of the podcast, I'll share with you about my Disney experiences and memories, and I'll be looking forward to hearing about the experiences from you, the listeners, as well as those of my guests and interviewees. First, a little bit about who I am and why I'm hosting a podcast. It's a tale as old as time. The three-year-old kid watches a Disney movie in the theater for the first time, and it has a significant impact in sparking one's imagination and immersion into the world of the mouse. For me, that was Toy Story, a film that still remains at the top of the charts in my book, both in Disney and of movies more generally. Similarly, seeing The Lion King on home video, a staple in my VHS collection, also lasted with me for years to come. What do these two films have in common, besides their amazing voice talent, storytelling, animation, and cultural impact? Miraculous music. The songs in both of these films stayed with me for most of my my childhood, as did the scores, with particular cues like Buzz flying around Andy's room and the Wildebeest Stampede having an, an indelible impact in my head. Likewise, the books I read about these movies, initially in the form of picture books, were ones I would return to again and again. So these two films, ones that defined my most formative years as a child in the 90s, would ultimately shape my passion for the Walt Disney Company. And two outlets that emerged from these films, the music and the books from the movies, would extend my investment in these properties. Perhaps it is symbolic that almost 25 years later, we will be seeing the reimagining of The Lion King by Jon Favreau, and almost 24 years after the original, we will have the arrival of Toy Story 4. Indeed, on this podcast this year, we will explore the music and writing around these two magnificent Disney brands. But this podcast will be so much more than just reflecting on the tunes and books from Disney's blockbuster movies. It will also address how the theme parks, various film banners and studios, theatrical productions, and television shows 
reflecting just a handful of the major divisions under the Walt Disney Company, cultivate a legacy of amazing music and books. Sensing a theme here? Going back to my Disney story, I visited Disneyland at age four, and it represented a place of pure comfort and calmness. As much as the exciting rides and dazzling sights entranced me, two of the more salient memories again harken back to the themes of music and books. For me, it was seeing the initial farewell season of the Main Street Electrical Parade in 1996, listening to that unforgettable Baroque hoedown, as well as hearing John Williams' Star Wars score on Star Tours. And upon coming home from that trip, and eventually planning a subsequent vacation to the happiest place on Earth, it was looking at books about Disneyland in the form of those Birnbaum travel guides that only revved up my excitement. Music and books. Everything under the Disney umbrella, whether through the films or parks, and those divisions I just mentioned, are often connected to these outlets. To quickly summarize my childhood, I had the good fortune of being able to live within six hours of Disneyland, and my family traveled there nearly once each year, sometimes twice per year. Walt Disney World entered the equation at age seven, and my family took a number of vacations out to Orlando. Disney Cruise Line has been a staple during my college and graduate school years, and I am now a Gold Castaway Club member. Visiting the non-U.S. parks have not yet quite become a reality, though I hope to check them out over the coming years. Thankfully, the joys in learning about the overseas destinations and everything else Disney became quickly accessible through the expansion of the internet come right before the turn of the millennium, a time that was among the peak of my Disney fandom. Now I could read all about the company through Disney fan sites and the Disney.go.com website, of course. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, and had access to the long-forgotten but much-beloved Club Disney Playground space, which was perhaps the biggest highlight of 1999 for me. Went there a number of times. And then there was Disney Channel, always on in my household. And who could forget those wonderful trips to the Disney store at the local mall? Then, kind of traveling in, uh, in time, uh, Come my college years, I got my bachelor's degree in journalism and mass communication, and I wrote my honors thesis on the history of Epcot, covering both the community concept and the eventual theme park. I was lucky enough to have my renowned, to have renowned Disney author Jeff Curdy come in and serve as an external examiner on my committee, which was one of the best Disney-related experiences I have had to date. Earlier in my college career, I began writing a Disney column for a now-defunct entertainment website and then continued to channel my Disney, Disney energy to writing a Disney column for the wonderful website geeksofdoom.com that encompassed a number of years of great opportunities to share my love of Disney from serving as a member of the press for multiple D23 expos to participating in phone conference uh, interviews with Alan Menken and Richard Sherman. It was a joy to write about Disney for all of those years. And now we lead to 2019 and the development of Notably Disney. But let's take one more trip back in time, this time to 2005. 
perhaps the most special Disney-related year, even if I didn't realize it at the time. But it has connections to notably Disney, so stay tuned. Sure, it, 2005 was when Disneyland celebrated its 50th anniversary, but it also represented the origins of several Disney podcasts. At the time, I didn't have an MP3 player, so I spent countless hours just sitting at my desk, headphones plugged into the computer, and listening to Disney news via Inside the Magic, Mouse Tunes, and many others. I'm a loyal listener to a number of Disney podcasts, from Nostalgia and Disney Movie Review to the DCL Podcast and WDW Radio. Podcasts have been core to shaping my daily life, perhaps like many of you. I listen to podcasts as I head out to and from work and school, or when taking walks and working out. I love to learn about Disney. Similarly, I read articles and books all about all aspects of the Walt Disney Company in my free time, much as I listen to Disney scores and music while studying. As a doctoral student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, my academics, research, and work consume a lot of my life, but I need a bit of a breather at times. Disney represents that vehicle for me, and upon realizing more and more over the past year that I needed to translate my admiration and critiques of Disney in a new way, the idea of developing a Disney podcast emerged. But what topic? After all, there are tons of Disney podcasts out there, and I realized that many of them tie back to news and reviews often related to the movies and theme parks. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy all of these, but I also wanted to play a role in carving out a new space the idea of developing a podcast centered around both Disney music and books emerged. And though there are a few wonderful podcasts centered around each of these topics, such as the new Book of the Mouse Club and Magic Music Review, there has yet to be po a podcast centered on the intersections of these topics. Why not? After all, both music and books are centered around the way language is constructed, whether through words or lyrics, or the sounds coming through instruments, be them solo or in unison, and most everything we know about Disney, whether it's those movies, attractions, or shows, are almost entirely captured by or connected to the music and books. Hence, about a year ago, I came up with a spark for this podcast, and with the start of a new year, I decided now was the time, that's a, a reference to the Carousel Progress, uh, to make this idea a reality. Therefore, I needed a name. What could encapsulate music and writing? The word note kept coming to mind. The musical notes in a piece of music, of course, whether in a score or a song, as well as the written notes that both composers and authors jot down. So there you have it, Notably Disney. So what will I cover on Notably Disney that is similar to the best elements of other podcasts, as well as some more distinct elements? Well, I'm of the philosophy that every solid podcaster respects the art created by his or her or their contemporaries. I, I admire both established and newer podcasters who demonstrate a drive for 
history of, and critical lens in discussing the Walt Disney Company. I want to illustrate those qualities too with Notably Disney. Akin to other podcasts, each episode will generally feature a main topic or focus, most often with a guest or interviewee. This initial episode will be a main exception. Additionally, it is important to not just be a fan of Disney, but also be a critic who understands the rich and complex content and history of the Mouse House. While I will hope to provide you with new and different insights about various aspects of Disney, that's the inherent educator in me, I also intend on offering commentary. I will draw upon Disney music, often used in pieces, snippets, or in the background, as a mechanism for analysis and critique. Similarly, we will analyze Disney writing. Sure, the focus will be on books, but one different aspect of this podcast is that we will also bring into the fold some other types of writing. These may include academic journal articles, blogs, magazine pieces, and other materials that feature written content about or by Disney. And much of the material we look at will, of course, be produced by Disney. Think of those coffee-style books produced by Disney Editions as an example. Therefore, this mix of materials will offer a great springboard for discussing different types of Disney materials than what encompasses much of the current landscape. So what can you expect from forthcoming episodes? First, the release schedule you'll be able to listen to new episodes twice per month, and the game plan is the first and third Tuesday of each month. This frequency will allow me to hopefully produce good content while also providing you, the listener, with space in your schedule to catch up on the Disney music and books and other materials that we talk about. I also very much encourage you to listen to other Disney podcasters, as I'm sure you already do to complement your appreciation for all aspects of the company. Everything informs one another, and I think it's good practice to not only support the show you're listening to, or in my case, producing, but also others. Second, let's talk about the content. Each episode will have a feature topic, often addressed in just one, but sometimes across multiple episodes. In 2019, we'll cover so much amazing content in the world of Disney music and books, among them, the aforementioned properties of Toy Story and The Lion King. But the Disney universe is big. Well, it's more like a galaxy of brands. You have Walt Disney Animation Studios, Disney Live Action, Pixar, Lucasfilm, Marvel Studios, Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, Disney Signature Experiences like Disney Cruise Line, Disney ABC TV Group, Disney Theatrical Productions, Disney Music Group, Disney Consumer Products and Interactive Media, and so much more. Plus, there are some defunct aspects of Disney, including retired attractions and TV shows. Indeed, there's never been a better time to be a connoisseur, consumer, and critic of the Walt Disney Company. So you can expect a mix of everything, on some episodes, there may be more of an emphasis on music over books and written materials, or vice versa. Sometimes we'll cover both. But rest assured that we will be taking note, pun definitely intended there, on all of this. 
If everything goes according to plan, well, at least to a certain extent, you're in for a good treat with guests and interviewees, including the likes of social media personalities, authors, podcasters, writers, and musical talent who will lend their perspectives, expertise, experiences, and critiques. These conversations will encompass a large proportion of each episode's content. A regular segment at the end of each conversation will play off of one of my favorite Disney lyrics. Ask them my questions and get some answers. Thanks to Ariel the Little Mermaid for the inspiration there. In this segment, it will be essential to learn more about the guests and interviewees' Disney perspectives centered on music, writing, and the mouse more generally. So stay tuned next time as we dive into the musical world of a galaxy far, far away. Many film score podcasts have covered the music of Star Wars soundtracks, and so have some Disney podcasts. But how do you identify the best individual tracks across the 10 live-action Star Wars theatrical films? There's a lot of subjectivity in this, so take out your lightsabers, wield your blasters, and break out the Jedi robes. My buddy Trent Vactor and I are going to cover many of these favorite film score tracks, and we'll share with you our lists. So there you have it. That's Notably Disney for you. I hope you'll be my guest and put my podcast service to the test. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at bmacmanreports. That's B N. A-C-H-M-A-N-R-E-P-O-R-T-S and be among the first to find out about the release of new episodes. I also encourage you to send me an email to notablydisney at gmail.com regarding your thoughts of the show as well as suggestions for content. So until we turn the page on another chapter, I'm Brett and thanks for listening to Notably Disney.